Hi, yeah, this is the second part of our birthday episode, but it was actually recorded first, and we had some interesting technical problems where the file basically got corrupted, and my audio was out of sync with everyone else's. So, in order to put the episode out, I basically had to edit myself out. So, what you're going to hear is Rachel and Jill and Ron, but I am basically no longer in the episode, but you might hear my voice occasionally. Uh, sometimes in a slightly strange, unexpected place. And also, there are a couple of times where the Skype call cut out and you will hear uh, a little gap in the conversation there. But we've tried to make the best of it. And I will hand you over now to the lovely Rachel. Enjoy. It has officially been, well, it's over a year now. It's a little over a year since we first started this podcast, and it has been certainly a wild ride for, I'm sure, our listeners and for everyone who is involved. Woo. So, um, if you already heard, we've got a couple people joining me today, and we have Jill joining us today. Jill? How are you? Good. So, last but certainly not least, yeah. we have Yvonne. Hey, Yvonne. <laughs> hey there. I'm uh, coming to you from um, my backyard in Queens in a, on a hammock. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're recording in style. Yes. <laughs> that is yep. awesome. I don't think I've ever heard anyone doing that before, but hey, let's start a trend. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to mix it up. We um, Yeah, there's a garden here, a little oh. garden. I picked two cucumbers today, which is very exciting. <laughs> hey! And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Nice day, nice day in Queens. <laughs> yeah, not not nearly as nice weather over here in uh, Avondale, Pennsylvania. It's just very hot and humid, so I'm I'm very comfortable to be just sitting in my recording stu- my little rec- mini recording studio. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but awesome. yeah, it's been a full year since we started doing this magical thing called podcasting which i had never done before doing this uh before doing this so it's just this is a weird feeling yeah yeah, yeah. it was my first and, podcast too mm-hmm. yeah, learn as we go <laughs> how, how many of us like was it for our very first time ever doing a podcast ever with this uh I want to say, was it our very first, or how many of yeah. us were on the very first? I was on the I first. I like time. our first time recording a podcast or ever. For oh anything. yeah, it was it was my first time. Yeah, me mm. too, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yes, you were coming in uh, from Scotland. Yeah, that that's right. Yeah, I kind of thought you were nuts. Scottish for a minute. <laughs> I was like, nope. I was like, oh, he's Scottish. Uh, I, I told them all, and Michael Collin was on, um, you know, a later episode um, um, from Glasgow, but I was telling him and all my, like, newfound friends there at the Edinburgh International Film Festival, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on a podcast right now, I'm going back to the rooms, it's the first time, I, I was really excited, because, I mean, um, I have been talking about podcasts forever, like, and I used to go around telling people, like, you should do a podcast, <laughs> you should do a podcast, mm-hmm. but, like, I always wanted to, um, sort of be part of one, but I didn't, um, I thought, well, I don't really have anything to say on my own, <laughs> so I was, like, right. super excited. <laughs> That's what I did, because I had several friends that would do, like, podcasts on, like, video games and like mm-hmm. one of them even had like a YouTube channel at one point where they had like this giant green screen behind them and them and their brother oh, wow. would play video games and put the video game like up on the green screen behind them. Um, 
so I was always like, wow, like that seems really involved, <laughs> like doing a it podcast does. or doing a doing a video channel like that. And so it kind of always seemed intimidating to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. no yeah. This has been mm-hmm. awesome. Though. It's been really incredible to yeah, fun time. <laughs> I tell you, I've learned. Uh, it's, it's been we've all equally learned a lot. I think I know. At least I know I have. Mm-hmm. Every single time I come on this podcast, not only do we learn a lot of stuff about the animation uh, world at large, you know, learning different uh, facets about different directors and animation studios and different shows and mm-hmm. movies, etc. And then just in stuff in general, like I know Yvonne, I've learned a heck of a lot about independent animation from you. Okay, now I'm trying to recall where we left off before Skype cut me off. Um, you said Jill, and that was it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said and I was, then I was, I was like, what? <laughs> and a lot and of went televised animation. Televised animation. Ah, you okay, all yeah. these and outs, and you all know all the, deep, like, the big the inside scoop on all of that, and it's crazy. And then, of course, with Chris, you know, since you've got the in with anime, anime magazines, <laughs> you're always watching this really cool anime that I haven't watched yet. So it's just, it's yeah. always... It's always something new and awesome with this podcast, and I think that's one of the things that just makes me enjoy it so much. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Good mix. Yeah, well, that's this how I so feel. Cool. <laughs> that's what I feel about the um, anime stuff a lot, but I'm, you know, slowly, like, because I, well, I, as I'll talk about later, like, I saw Castle in the Sky. I've never even seen that. Like, a lot of those films I sort of missed, you know, they're, like, on my list of, you know, stuff I need to, I need to have watched, and, um... So it's always really good. I have a running list that I've kept, like from the beginning of all this stuff. Like, like, oh my gosh! So it's really, it's pretty cool. Hmm. All learning something as we go along, and hopefully, even as we keep going into this, our next year, it's gonna be we're gonna learn even more. And hopefully, mm-hmm. have see if we can get more uh, uh, guest stars or guest co-hosts. Would be awesome. Definitely. Mm. And also, uh, see, other than just doing a general recap of uh, our lovely podcast, maybe just maybe throwing in for people who are interested and see like uh, who what we thought of the movie. Mm-hmm. And as of as of this point, um, I have seen the movie. Jill has seen the movie. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Chris and Yvonne have yet to see it, but they will sometime in the near future. So we're gonna right. have a. Uh, spoiler-free chat where everyone can participate, and then real quick before we do that, um, since it's, I wanted to make sure to give Jill a chance to talk about stuff that she's seen or wanted to really mention really quick, since it's been a little bit since she's joined us on the podcast. So, Jill, mm. anything in particular in animation? Um, well, we got Star vs. the Forces of Evil coming back on this Monday. July 11th. Woo! Yeah, so that's actually exciting because it's been off the air since September of last year. and Quite a while. Yeah, I know. That's the problem with animation. It takes some time. Um, So, and it's it's a fantastic show. It's very high energy, very comedic, but it also has kind of just this overlaying story that's initially pretty subtle, but then takes on more of a presence as the series goes on. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool um kind of in the way almost how gravity falls did their overarching story okay and yeah and it the finale 
takes a pretty intense turn. I don't want to spoil anything, but definitely leads leaves some ramifications that'll be explored in the second season for sure. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's it's a fantastic show, and the nice thing is is it's created by a woman. Mm-hmm. Very so, nice. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's female led. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to say, I've, I haven't seen that much of Star versus the Forces of Evil, but I have to say, from what little I've seen, I really like the dynamic between the two mm-hmm. main characters, and I just like having a character like Star as the main yeah. character. She's she's like you said, very high energy. Very high energy, very bubbly, and the thing I like about the relationship between the duo is that it's it's not perfect. They're complete opposites, and while they do get along very well, for the most part, it, the show does show um, major disagreements between the two and everything, mm-hmm. and especially um, a major one that occurs between them in the finale that leads to one of them getting into big trouble and needing help from the other. Mm-hmm. Mm. and stuff like very dangerous trouble so it's it's good yeah it's good it's like they're not the perfect pair but and they have to learn how to manage with that so but you know who really who really is the perfect pair (laughs) yeah no i like it i like that they actually like explore the conflict and the dynamic of friendship and that yeah you have to work through problems and everything Mm -hmm. and it's how how you do it um and working through them makes the friendship stronger and everything and you can't run away from your problems <clears throat> yeah i really like it when shows really go take that extra mile to describe okay mm-hmm. friend friendship is really about this not just this all the time right no it's not happy and uh, all the time and everything there are issues that crop up unfortunately and you have to work through those issues if you care about the friend enough and mm-hmm <laughs> really cool I'm so that, looking that's, forward to seeing that's, where they that's take good. the next season yep and then you have dra- the new dragons race to the edge on Netflix and that continues to get even more and more intense with high quality animation still most of the main voice actors are there and they're really stretching their storyline pretty good and everything. I mean, now they're getting further and further out in their exploration, and it feels like it's building towards that second film. Yeah, because um, I remember, if I remember, recall correctly, it is um, both mm-hmm. the first television series and this one are uh, are both both take place between the first film and the second film, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then this one I think takes place about a year before the second film. Okay. So it's like kind of it's kind of gradually building towards those events kind of in a very subtle way like they, they drop hints about things that occur in the second film but they're like blink and you'll miss it mm-hmm. hints so yeah but it does get better as it goes along especially when there's like the two-parter episodes and stuff and like what this mm-hmm. series has really done is really put hiccup up against a villain who matches him intellectually Ooh. and everything yeah um he's not introduced until the end of the first season though so you kind of have to be patient and that's what makes it so interesting is how he reacts when he matches wits with this guy who is as intellectually well ah, i'm jarbling my words um who's okay. as intelligent <laughs> who's as intelligent as him and as quick-witted and like always seems to be two steps ahead of him and it leads him to become incredibly frustrated and wanting to seek out vengeance and it's how he deals 
it's how he deals with those feelings and everything and stuff. Because you see in the second film, he's more like all about keeping the peace and talking to people and changing their mind. And I almost feel like, is that what we're building to how he got to that philosophy? That'd be fascinating. So I, I feel like that's what they're building to. It's like the series is more fun if you really like the two films and everything and you're really into it, which... I am, so. (laughs) All the better. I know, but yeah, I I honestly think it does get better as it goes along. But yeah, there are definitely quite a few filler episodes that Mm -hmm. you're just kind of like, okay. Mm -hmm. But it's at its best when it's pushing the main overarching Mm -hmm. story forward and everything. Mm -hmm. And when it does do those explorations, so. Yeah. (laughs) Really cool. They're building that theme park in Abu Dhabi that has a whole bunch of DreamWorks themed areas. Like there's oh, going right. to be Kung Fu Panda, yeah, there's going to be a Kung Fu Panda themed area, a Dragons themed area. Uh, Wait, yeah, that looked need... really cool. I'm like, maybe I'll go to Abu Dhabi yes. now. Um, just a nice, nice vacation. You know, just for the DreamWorks theme park. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's. I'd be interested to see just how it gets incorporated and then to see how much more DreamWorks focuses in on their TV animation because apparently they announced a whole bunch of different TV animation shows that they're producing now and stuff, including they're doing a show for Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. No way, seriously? Yeah, that Uh. was announced. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that as a movie, but... Aww. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I went to um, oh, my yeah. friend's birthday and I met several people she works with and one of them works on that show and I just kind of I was like, wow, they're making a show of that. Okay. And everything, I'm sure it'll be beautiful if they retain the quality oh, of yeah. the animation yes. of that series and everything, but I, I'd be interested to see what stories they come up with out of that, so... I don't know. We'll, we'll see when it shows up on Netflix, but yeah, I thought, I thought that was curious. Indeed. You know what cracks me up about Voltron is I've known about that for like I want to say almost two years now, um, and I couldn't say yeah. anything because yeah. <laughs> my friend I went and visited her at work one time in the two floors they work on, and there's this one area that's like just completely like everything, every piece of art is covered. And everything, and I'm just Whoa. like, what's, what's that? And she's like, oh, that's this like top secret show they're working on. Like, I can't say anything about it. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. Must be something really awesome. And then we go and we have lunch at the main campus, and then she takes me over to the studio store um, to check it out. And then we get back outside, and they have this rack of Voltron shirts. And she just go, <laughs> kind of goes, oh, you weren't <laughs> supposed to see that. And I'm like, oh, is that the super secret show? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, so like you cannot say anything and I'm like oh, I, won't, I won't so I was sitting on that for like I think a year before oh I got it out <laughs> so yeah that, that's always a, a funny story and yeah I took that very seriously because she does scare me <laughs> so well, it's a good thing I love her but yeah because I know I wouldn't have been if, if it was if I had found out it was Voltron I know I would have been able to keep my mouth shut Oh no, I, I kept a chat. I, I've known her since we were like eleven, and yeah, it's 
she, yeah, no, knowing her, like she's she knows karate and <laughs> she oh, has very yeah. sharp she has very <laughs> sharp fingernails and <laughs> she's not someone you want to piss off <laughs> and everything. I love her, but I would never piss her off. <laughs> so, so funny. Yeah, yeah, she's she's fantastic. <laughs> so, Let's so yeah, that, that was that my little story. It's good to know that even you know that Voltron mm-hmm. has done so well, so at least on Netflix yeah. since it came out. So, and we yeah. will be sure to give a bit more of a uh, legitimate talk about it in uh, our own podcast episode for later on. Yes. So keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, if there's anything else, Jill. They're no. on to Dory. I'm not going to give anything else because I feel like we keep going on the tangent every time we uh, So <laughs> we need to keep oh, moving. It's so much fun. We talk about the I know. Things. I know, but we need to move. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that's defined our podcast for quite a while, as I'm sure our listeners yeah. are aware. But yes, I will digress and we will move on into our main topic, which is Finding Dory, which came out, I believe it was... Uh, came out in June. Yeah, it was... I'm, I'm thrown off by the whole California vacation. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it came out in uh, mid, uh, late June. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go with that. That'll be my story. And uh, as we've discussed it before in the podcast, it's been doing really freaking well. It's been getting a yes. lot of critical praise, and a lot of people have been really enjoying it. So um, what did you think of it, Jill? I thought it was fantastic. Anything. It was it, it was almost like its own movie and everything. Like, you almost didn't need Nemo and Marlin in it to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um it could have just been its own side story with Dory only, but I mean, I see why they were important too. Cause like there's a huge theme of family and how it's not just the people you're born with, but the people you find along the way as well. Yeah. Um, and then like the animation and it was just amazing. Like, I mean, we were all blown away in 2003 with finding Nemo. And then, oh, like, yes. Think about that. that. That was 2003 and everything and like they didn't have the technology per se I remember I was reading or I was watching it somewhere where they didn't have the technology necessarily to do underwater animation so they basically tricked the audience into thinking it's underwater and everything oh that's fantastic I forgot about that yeah and the characters are essentially floating in space and everything but just by the way of their movements and the lighting and everything and the movement of the sea life underneath and everything you believe it's underwater and now they have that technology to do the underwater stuff um so now they they're able to do it with finding dory and i remember too somewhere i read where they had wanted to do like a kelp forest in finding nemo but they didn't again didn't have the technology to do that Mm -hmm. so that's part of why they do it in finding dory yeah i think i remember I remember like looking at one particular scene. I think it was in the end, near the end of uh, Finding uh, Nemo, where mm-hmm. like, that, that kind of scenery would have been perfect in like this environment. But mm-hmm. then it's like, yeah, it's like it's there. You don't see any there, and it's just like, well, there's. And then now that you say that, now I know why. Yeah, they just didn't, simply didn't have the technology. It wasn't a realistic thing they could achieve at that time, and that was 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward, and this movie probably started development like. I'm sure three, four years ago, I bet. Um, so, I mean, you think fast forward 10 years, they've got all this technology 
that they can achieve all that with. So definitely, I thought that I thought it was great. See, comparing the two films, and what was nice was they were playing Finding Nemo all the time at work the last three months. Oh, really? Um, because well, because Finding Dory was coming out. Um, and we have quite a bit of Finding Nemo stuff. Like we have Turtle Talk with Crush on the second floor um, that the kids can go to twice a day, and then we have like this giant Finding Nemo mobile in the lobby and everything. <laughs> like that hangs over the lobby. I, I should take a picture of it sometime, actually. Um, sure. But yeah. But so it, it was no surprise to me that they were showing Finding Nemo all the time. So I was able to kind of like rewatch it again in parts. And like the the difference in the animation then and compared to now in Finding Dory is just incredible. And Finding Nemo itself was incredible for that time. So. Oh yeah, I mean that's yeah. one thing I remembered looking at the characters' designs for, and when they uh, started releasing the uh, promotional uh, trailers and everything, mm-hmm. and how how much even though like you said the the difference in terms of technology of what they can do what they did then and what they did now is is a, there's mm-hmm. a huge difference between them, but they were both really phenomenal. Like, I mean, right. the character designs for both Marlin and Dory, like, even though you can tell a little bit more watching uh, Finding Nemo between that mm-hmm. and Finding Dory, like, it's still, like, more or less the same, just a lot more, like, higher definition. Right. So just it's it's pretty out of incredible. World. Yeah. And then all the stuff they do with, like, the, um, the SeaWorld-esque place that they go to. Yeah, the marine, the, the fish, the fish hospital, I believe they call it. Yeah, the fish hospital and like the it's basically like very similar to Aquarium of the Pacific, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so like basically the giant aquarium they go to in search of her family, and so and just all the stuff they're able to do with that and everything, especially with the interior and the giant aquarium display. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Not a spoiler, Chris and Yvonne. <laughs> it was in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, there's. I, I mean, think that was. Yeah. Go ahead, Yvonne. I was just gonna say one of the kids. At the, I won't say what she said, but one of the kids at the animation project <laughs> totally spoiled it. <laughs> Still looking forward to uh, that. Yeah, one of the things about this movie that I appreciate is definitely the humor was on par with the first film, if not better. Yes. Just yeah. I think that's mainly due to, uh, you know, A, having Dory as our protagonist and having her go mm-hmm. through her constant memory lapses. And just yeah. and while she while she's in the middle of a conversation with someone else. And then also, of course, Ellen DeGeneres is just nailing the comedic timing with her character and her delivery was fantastic. Yeah, yeah I was glad that she came back. I mean, why wouldn't she come back and do she that? She actually, role? from what I understand, she was actually, she really wanted this movie to happen. Yeah, like, no, she was a big proponent. Well, they they announced the film was happening on her show. No, oh, she right. was the one. Yeah. She was the one who got to um, first announce it to the world that it was happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I so I mean, know. it. Yeah, and she. she I, I know she wanted it to happen and everything because she's very connected with that character. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I I liked that. I liked that she came back and did the role and everything, and then of course all the. Additional actors added in and stuff. I mean, you have um, Idris Elba was one of the seals. I, I can't. I just <laughs> that was so Elba. great. <laughs> okay, where okay. were we? 
We were talking about uh, <laughs> Hank the Octopus, or as Dory calls him, Septopus. <laughs> yeah, Septopus. Yeah. Uh, uh, that might be counted as a spoiler. So, brat, <laughs> darn it, ignore me, ignore me. <laughs> she said absolutely nothing of importance there. No, um, but no, yeah, the, we were talking about like as I recalled uh, seeing a video where they were actually explaining how difficult it was to just animate this character. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> at the just... same time, because I, I, you, know, you can definitely see all the effort that went into making him, which was, you know, astounding in and of itself. But at the same time with the, the film, it's just like how much he's in it. It's just like, at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to wonder if, like, they must have really enjoyed this process as well, because he's just everywhere. I know. So, yeah, he was... He's like a, just about a main character as well. Yeah. And everything in in addition to um, Dory and everything. Yeah, he, he's so. basically Dory's co-star. Yeah, he's her guide, his mm-hmm. reluctant her her reluctant guide, mm-hmm. I should say, the yeah, guide nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but yeah. Overall, do you think this movie was better than Finding Nemo? Or about par? What do you think? I would say, for me, it was just about par, because I really enjoyed Finding Nemo so much when I went to see it. Mm-hmm. And I loved... I Basically, the whole dynamic between Marlon and Dory was, like, the biggest thing for me. It was like, the biggest highlight for me. And right. Just, even though... And even though, obviously, there is less of that in this film, because there's a, mm-hmm. there's a good portion where... Marlon and Dory are separated. You still right. see they have that dynamic, and it was yeah. so great to see that from a different perspective this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think it was. It's kind of hard to decide which one's better because they're both fantastic, and they both are basically high quality examples of animation for their day and age. Oh heck yeah! Everything, and you look at like where the animation went with Finding Dory um, after 10 years apart, 10 plus mm-hmm. years apart from Finding Nemo. And it'll be interesting to see where we are in 10 more years. Yeah, that's this This film is basically a, a perfect example of that. Of saying, yeah. taking, a, taking story and characters, premiering them at one point, and then waiting, uh, like you said, 10 plus years, and then now we have that same exact setting trying mm-hmm. it again, except just being able to do a heck of a lot more with it. Exactly. So, like I said, I'll be interested to see where computer animation, just animation in general, is in ten more years, especially with respect to Pixar. Yeah, respect to Pixar. Pixar and Disney in general, because it's just this year. Yeah, Disney's least, on this that year level alone, now, too. This year alone, we've seen a lot of really incredible things done with uh, computer-generated animation from the fur of every single character in Zootopia. Yeah. And then all and the animation that went into making the uh, animal characters in the Jungle Book, and now this movie recapturing just this amazing, just underwater world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we still have um, two more big animated films coming out later this year. I mean, we've got Kubo and the Two Strings in August, mm-hmm. which that looks... Amazing! Mm-hmm. I'll probably just cry from the sheer beauty of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I am known to do that. Um, <laughs> and if I can see it on IMAX, even better. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping there's an IMAX edition of it. But I, I, I sincerely we'll... hope so as well. 
Oh, yeah, I want to say it, like, in the best possible way possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have Moana in November. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, so that'll be pretty incredible. But, yeah, no, the only ones I'm counting as, like, animated releases that I'm really looking forward to and I think are going to really push the envelope on the industry are Kubo and the Two Strings because, I mean, anytime Laika releases mm-hmm. a feature film, it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, it's every couple of years they release one because they take so long to produce. And, and this one looks like, visually at least, to be their best one yet. We'll see with the writing, but I think so too. Um, and then Moana, that looks just visually astounding yeah. just with sets and the character designs and then the music's going to be amazing because Lin-Manuel Miranda's involved with that and yeah. he's amazing and oh my god I wish I could see Hamilton okay <laughs> 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 not even funny I'm not even kidding like Wednesday I was seriously considering like I could get on the plane go to New York, be there by Thursday, get a ticket for like a grand and go see Hamilton Thursday night with the original cast. And I'm like, no, Jillian, don't do that. Cause that's going to cost like have like so much money. <laughs> and you're going to spend an arm and a leg. I know. Can, you, like, base- can you-, you even get tickets for that price? I thought they were, it was just sold out. No, you can on like eBay. Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. You can get them reselled. Like you, there's a couple on there, like going anywhere from, a thousand to two three thousand dollars a piece because it's like the final it's it's the final shows of the original cast so of course like Mm -hmm. the ticket prices went through the roof so i'm like i'm just gonna go see it when it goes on tour like i was gonna buy a season ticket to the pantages so that i could guarantee that i have a ticket to hamilton but it's like 600 something dollars and then it means i gotta go down to hollywood from irvine like once every few months and that would just be annoying um, so I found out it's going to be come, the tour is going to be coming to this theater that's literally in the next town over from me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to buy a season ticket to them for the season that it's coming because it'll be here in 2018. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so you, you've got a while. I, I got a while. Well, I mean, my friend, a friend of mine and my parents bought, um, bought tickets to go bought season tickets to the Pantages just to go see Hamilton which I'm like you're crazy and then with my parents I'm like why didn't she get me one Um, (laughs) come on Uh, mom and dad don't you love me no I I kid I kid they're like they're in empty nesting mode now Um, so but yeah that's it's like Wow, we got off topic again because I got on like Lin Manuel Miranda, and then I'm like, oh, we're talking about Moana, then you let in, then you let into that, and then we talked about Hamilton. But Hamilton's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, very excited for Moana, not just for the oh. quality of the, the animation, but for sure it'll be the high quality of the songs. I'm sure, mm-hmm. and everything, Definitely. just because of the team involved on that and everything. And I know it's gonna. Be, have a wide appeal because my mother wants to see it and if my mother wants to see an animated film that's a good thing because she's in the thought mindset that all animation is meant for kids <laughs> mm. so she getting her to go see an animated movie is a feat in and of itself and if she wants to go see an animated movie it usually means 
it either has wide audience appeal and it's stupid or it has wide audience appeal and it's fantastic. <laughs> no, because I had we did a family outing to go see Minions last year. Ah, and okay. I, and then I went and saw um, Penguins of Madagascar with her. Hmm. You're... <laughs> um... Funny, but I would say not, not, nothing in either of those films to really probably change your mom's opinion oh. of animation. Maybe maybe you should try some some independent animated shorts. And the reason I say that is because just recently in the last month, um, I made two converts of people in their 70s. So if you're going to be set wow. in your ways, I wow. think 70s. Yeah, they were. neither of them was into animation. And then after going mm-hmm. to one screening mm-hmm. at Animation Nights New York, they're suddenly total converts. That's that awesome. So cool. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm hearing things like, I just, they just pull you in. They pull you in mm-hmm. <laughs> and keep you. And, and they're short and, and they're just, it, it was incredible. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. And that one is like, they had no desire. Like, they were in that, in that mindset that, you know, animation is for kids. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know how. I would convert my mother. There's been like moments and stuff. Like she, which she did go to see Finding Dory, Dory, because Finding Nemo was one of her absolute favorite films. Uh-huh. Um, and so nice. she was like intent that we all go see Finding Dory as a family, which we did, which was fantastic. Um, and then she sees the trailer for Moana in front of it and everything. And then after it's done, she's over. She's like, "I want to go see that." And I was like, "Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, okay." Nice. Is that so? Then we shall go and you can, we'll, we'll go see it. Mm. So I always get kind of excited when she wants to go see like a legit, le- a legit animated film that like isn't purely just for kids and everything like minions and penguins and that stuff. And then like once in a while, like when, when I would watch animation at home, um, when I still lived with my parents and stuff, she'd kind of sit and watch them most of the time she thought what i was watching was dumb and it'd usually be like one of the episodes you'd have to have been like watching the series for a while to actually truly mm-hmm. get and understand the humor um but there was one time i was watching an episode of gravity falls and everything and it was the one where they time travel um through time and everything to different places and they end up in like oh, the right. 1800s and the she laughs so hard when Mabel tells um, this pioneer woman, guess who gets to vote in a hundred years? Ladies, up top. <laughs> <laughs> My mom thought that was fantastic and everything. So, so I'm like, so every time I'm like, see, mom. <laughs> like, yeah. Eh. So, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. I had one of my own moments uh, like that in this, uh, in my recent vacation to California to my uh, aunt's house. Just a real mm-hmm. quick side note. But, um, Mm-hmm. I was, we were, it was the evening and we just had a big day at the beach and we were all looking for something to watch while we waited for the sun to set and go uh, stargazing. And, uh, you know, we were trying to decide on what we wanted to watch. And I had mentioned to my aunt that I had brought some DVDs we, with me and one was a TV show. And they're like, oh, we'll bring that down and we'll watch that. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, sure. And like, okay, it's an animated show. So I'm not sure how you feel about it. She's like, oh, it's a, they, they decided they, they, they kind of, paused at that and then just like oh okay you know just we're mm-hmm. so, we need something short because the netflix isn't working so that's the next <laughs> best thing and then i brought yeah. down cowboy bebop 
Nice. <laughs> and put on the first two episodes, and while they weren't too sure about the fir- uh, the second one, which introduced the uh, the puppy dog, even though the puppy dog is awesome, uh, <laughs> they they really enjoyed the fir- very first episode, and uh, I believe one of my aunts uh, expressed an interest in actually looking up more of the show, and it's like, I'm not sure if they have it on Netflix or anywhere streaming yet, but if they do, I will let you know. <laughs> and it, it, that was a big accomplishment because both of them are very kind of set in their ways, and they've yeah, like they've they've also worked with kids a majority of their lives, and so that does involve watching a lot of animated children's films, and so that probably just had them like, oh, well, most animated right. films are kids, right? It's like, well, it's a very it's like not not entirely. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a very difficult mindset to try and get people out of and everything and like I, i'm glad we're exploring this topic like on our one year podcast yeah. and everything. <laughs> this is actually a really productive tangent is like dealing with that um mindset that animation is simply uh something for kids and everything and isn't a medium and everything because it's not a genre it's a medium mm-hmm. in and of itself um and like how do you deal with people who think like that especially people like your parents or like close relatives or friends or something and like how do you get them to respect the fact that you really like animation you take it seriously and um, And productively work on it productively work on it too yeah yeah like when my parents found out like I I write for an animation website they're like okay that's nice honey (laughs) and they they don't really my, my dad's more into it than my mom he thinks it's actually kind of cool he's read some of my articles i don't think my mom's read, read any of them um yeah no my dad's more like that's awesome i'm just like okay honey that's nice <laughs> how's the nursing job <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> how's your real job um <laughs> uh so yeah the the it, it's like dealing with that and then like also like trying to find the time to watch mm-hmm. the shows that i wanted to watch without <laughs> them around so that i wasn't feeling like i was being judged on what I was watching. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because like, I'd be like, okay, there's new Phineas and Ferb tonight, but my parents are home, and how am I going to watch this? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything. So, yeah, it, it's it's a very interesting dynamic mm-hmm. and everything. And I think what people need to realize, especially those who are in that mindset, is that animation is not a genre it's not simply purely meant for kids (laughs) it is a medium in and of itself and if someone truly enjoys it and everything like listen to them and maybe have them show you something that'll change your mind and everything there's plenty of things out there for everyone in animation i mean if you like Mm -hmm. bloody violence and stuff attack on titan (laughs) Um, there you go (laughs) if you like really like witty humor you've got phineas and ferb you've got um, what else? You've got Steven Universe, which is amazingly progressive. Um, want space, if, space Western, you have Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. If you want uh, great films based off of comics, you've got Flashpoint Paradox. You've got the upcoming R-rated Batman The Killing Joke. That's going to be rated R. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to be depressed, just watch Grave of Fireflies. Yeah, um, I watched that this morning. It was. I mean, it's sort of. They tell, you, yeah. they tell you where you're gonna go, like in the first, mm-hmm. minute, right? So <laughs> thirty seconds. Yeah. So you're kind of yeah. like, all right, let me just get some coffee. <laughs> yeah. This is what's about oh, to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Get, get, get some coffee. Put a little brandy in it too. A lot yeah. of brandy. Um, <laughs> I like eight in the morning. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I do like though is like when I actually have like someone who actually takes my interest seriously and actually like legitimately is curious to learn more about animation and maybe get into it themselves. Um, That's always actually it's a it's it's a great feeling and stuff like especially if they weren't too into it themselves. Um, I actually have a friend who I think listens to this podcast still and everything. They brought it up at. Um, at the our book club meeting and stuff. So if they're listening, hey Dan. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, anyways, so he's actually one of my friends who actually got fascinated in animation, and he'll actually like ask me for recommendations, which I always like, and everything. And Ooh. I actually like. I'm pretty sure I got him into Gravity Falls. <laughs> um, nice which was fantastic. Uh, Phineas and Ferb, I know I got him into I got several people into that one. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, and then he's really into Steven Universe right now. And, yeah, he, it's like it's kind of cool just watching that progression and, like, seeing someone that someone else get into animation and gain an appreciation and respect for it. Like, mm-hmm on a similar level that I do and being like, yeah, I had a hand in that. So, it, <laughs> and then it I gives me, I converted someone. I converted someone and everything. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how he felt about animation beforehand. Um, I don't think he was as into it as he is now and stuff, but yeah, it's like, it's really cool seeing him get into it and have this level of respect for it and stuff. And I'm like, that's, awesome <laughs> so yeah and like yeah not every show i recommend is like his cup of tea like miraculous ladybug wasn't his cup of tea but i'm like i think that shows more <laughs> meant for girls anyways <laughs> um because it's very it's very bubbly and very yes. magical transformations um so i adore that show i need yeah, more so of do, that so show do I. I blame you for getting me to that show I'm not sorry. That's yeah, not I'm, awesome. I'm not, I'm, I, you shouldn't feel sorry because it's awesome and I love it. <laughs> I love Miraculous Ladybug. I, and I love the fact that there's a magical boy transformation in it too. Like yeah. Apparently that happens in animes as well, but I'm like gender equality. <laughs> Every, it, it, it does happen in animes. Sometimes there's like, there have been whole shows that kind of like take like, oh, okay, we had magical girls. Now we have an entirely magical boy show. Just like, okay. Is that so that? That that no. swim, free swim episode or that show or whatever the one with all the hot teenage anime boys that just swim. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> free. Uh, free, yes. It's called free. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. I actually haven't seen that show yet, but I've been I haven't either. Show. It. Looks I haven't either. Really- it looks hilarious and ridiculous. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah. There's like so yeah. There's there's equal. Magical girl and magical guy transformations in equal share yes. because there's all in, in Japan there's an equal audience for both. Yes, <laughs> and it's it's fantastic because they're both equally ridiculous. But it's and good I to see them. Francis getting in on that too. I know that like made my day. Like I, I'm watching it and I'm like, they did the magical girl transformation for Ladybug and I'm like, okay, that's cool and everything and stuff. And then when we get to Adrian Catnoir and they did a magical boy transformation for him, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was just beside myself because he just owns it too. 
So yeah, but, I, I love it. <laughs> one thing I do want to say in regards to the whole um, uh, misconception about animation that I would like to, like, I always like to make a parallel between the perception of animation and perce- perception of another particular medium of storytelling that mm-hmm. was uh, that also went through a similar evolution was um, f- just general fairy tales. Because yeah. generally speaking, back when they were first being told, a lot of like these really infamous fairy tales. They were all meant for um, adult ears just as much as for uh, for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grimm's so, fairy tales. And, <laughs> totally. and then the same thing goes for animation, too. When it was in its infancy, you know, just first, mm-hmm. you know, a couple artists trying it out, you know, it right. was it was equally appealing to both adults and kids. And it mm-hmm. just, but somehow, somewhere along that evolutionary line, it both of them became more predominantly told or made for kids. Mm-hmm. So that's when the general, mis- you know, misconception arose. It's like, okay, well then if that's if that's what it's being made for, then that's what it's all it should be for, right? It's like, well, not necessarily. And history would yeah. prove you wrong in saying that, you know, these stories could be told or presented in a way that, you know, adults can appreciate in case in point mm-hmm. with how animation has been kind of going back into that particular direction. I mean, there's still lots of family oriented uh, programming oh, yeah. movies. But mm-hmm. there is like we've said, there is something for everyone. Yeah, there really is. In I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, because it, it is, it is a medium in and of itself where you can tell any story. And sometimes, like some stories, demand to be told through animation. Oh yeah. Because you simply can't tell the story through live action. It's just not feasible. So. Case in point: mm. Finding Dory. Working yeah. Our way back. <laughs> so also. Yes. Since- we probably might be reaching the end of our rope here, unless there's any other tangents we <laughs> want to go on. Uh, just, just say it once for all. Finding Dory, for people who haven't seen it yet, should they? I say yes. What do you say, Jill? Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You should see it in the best possible way. Even, like, I would advise seeing it in 3D, actually, because I, after Ooh. watching it, I kind of wish I had seen it in 3D, and the only reason I didn't was because I went with my parents, and mm. they can't do 3D. Um, yeah, now that I think about it, it is one of those kind of movies that would really benefit from 3D. Alright, yeah. advice, I'll take your advice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like it really would add a whole layer of depth to the underwater scenes, um, and it just would be stunning. Yeah, exactly. It's good, for, it's good for adding depth, but like depth where it's demanded and everything where you want to feel that and everything where like it, it actually adds to the story where I think Finding Dory it would add to the story and then like um <laughs> yeah so, uh, so it's not gratuitous but it's like there's, there'd be a reason for it plot wise that's cool yeah I'll totally do that somewhere that's awesome yeah I, I think it would actually truly benefit and I'd, I'd be curious to hear from you if it does or not um yeah, and then, like, Kung Fu Panda 3 was another great one in 3D as well. Oh, yes. Think. Just because, I, I actually, I legit went and saw that again in theaters just to see the 3D. <laughs> so it I is made legit. Up, I was just sitting there watching it in 2D, and I'm like, oh my god, I wish I had 3D glasses right now. This is amazing. <laughs> and so, oh, I could, like, mm, I just love that movie. And I love the different, there's so many different styles in that film, too. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah, we did have a whole episode earlier. We did? Or, yeah, we had a whole episode talking about Kung Fu Panda 3 and the, just the Kung Fu Panda uh, films in general and just everything related to that. Oh, that was... Okay, yeah, I remember that now. Wow. <laughs> okay. 
Whoops. Yeah, that was one of those episodes I, t- I mentioned. Like, I learned a heck of a lot because you had been, you had gotten all that in extra info about the Kung Fu Panda, like, franchise and series. And just, like, I've, like, the discussion from the actual director talking, breaking down a scene from Kung Fu Panda 3. And oh, yeah, that was just a random radio segment I listened to. And, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, my out. God. Yeah, Jennifer Young Nelson is pretty cool. Mm. Yes, yeah. yes, she is. She's someone I would love to meet someday. There's a whole list of them, but, you know. <laughs> mm. Add to the list of directors, amazing animation directors that we hope to meet one day. I know. I'm like, oh, someday. Someday. Well, I did, like, I saw Dean DeBlois at CTNX, and I wanted to go up and say hi, but I didn't. <laughs> the Dragons director. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I didn't go say hi and stuff and one yeah, day, one day you should. Yeah, no, I would because I saw some other people go up and say hi to him, and he seemed really super nice. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll if see. If anyone deserves I, I... to meet him, it's you. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure I'll say hi one day and everything. There's there's definitely plenty of people in animation I would love to meet one day, but. We'll see. I'll do it in my own time and yeah, my own way. It's definitely if you have that. I mean, that's like the best thing ever. I um when I went to uh, see those those shows at MoMA that um Ralph Eggleston um curated. It, mm-hmm. it was the it was like the cool it was the coolest show, right? I saw saw all these different um programs and and he was hanging around and mm-hmm. um the, the and, was so it just chatted with everybody like we sat down and and looked at a a book um he and mm. his uh other animation student and and uh and me like we we sat down and and looked at a, a book on animation and um it was just it's so always so refreshing to to just meet someone who's being a real person, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. Especially someone who, someone who's um, sort of you know achieved so much in life or has a certain standing and following, mm-hmm. and you know, and mm-hmm. and um, because there are you know we've all met people who sort of aren't that way as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, so it's just it's very refreshing and cool to see that you know someone's just a big film nerd. <laughs> and um, big nerd about his art as well. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's so cool. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of the point of the animation nights in New York too. Is like, like bringing people together and you know having them network, you know, and talk about animation and and honestly, I mean, like I think that's why it's been growing and growing along with animation for adults because yeah, um, it's, it's you know, yeah like, we've mentioned yeah it's going, like a it's love, going together yeah mm-hmm. definitely and and uh, you know there's just a love for the art form basically. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that's what it all boils down to, which mm-hmm. is nice. So, yeah, it's just, you know, working up that courage to say hi and realize they're a real person like you and everything. Yeah. It's just that they are doing something professional. They're doing it professionally <laughs> and have great success and are amazing. And you're just like, oh, Lordy. <laughs> like, how do I how do I be like you kind of thing? Mm, no, not like. For me, it's not how do I be like you and stuff. I mean, I'm I'm more like whatever the side of the brain that doesn't deal with creativity. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it left brain? I don't know. 
I'm I'm more intellect and analytical, which is why I'm in nursing. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, you would make position. you would make their day. I mean, that would even make their day more. You know, to be mm-hmm. like, I am a fan. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I'm simply just a fan. fan. I like, I'm a pure <laughs> fan who just likes writing about it on a website and talking yeah. about it with other cool people. And I think I will say, like, I mean, I've met I've met some people, and like uh, the people I have met that work in the industry that are like pretty well known and stuff like have all been super nice like I met Giancarlo Volpe like several times and he's always super personable super nice and always super humble do an interview (laughs) do an interview do an interview yeah you should do an interview for animation for adults (laughs) I already did (laughs) I'd have to do some research and everything and find someone who would be cool with sitting down and doing an interview and everything in your own time since i know you're you're a very busy woman totally oh yeah now less busy now we're not as crazy anymore at work and a lot of shifts that get picked up get canceled now because we don't need the extra staffing anymore Mm -hmm. um so i'm back to three a week usually although i did pick i did pick up a half in august Mm -hmm. so gonna go in from 8 p.m to 2 in the morning oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> night shifts wow I'm so not looking forward to that <laughs> so I'm just going to be sitting around all day like okay is the time to go in yet um, I hate that feeling I know that's going to be me um, that day yeah, no, I'll, I'll look into it and stuff like I know I talked with several people at the CTN Expo which was really cool um, including um a former member of the Iron Giant crew, which was really awesome. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, and I didn't even realize it until, like, I was talking with his wife and everything. And so and she's like, oh, you should really talk to my husband and everything. He worked on Iron Giant. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Come again? Come again? I was like, okay, I would love to talk to your husband. Yeah, they were both uh, super nice and everything. I was just talking with cool. her and everything about her experience at CTN and then she brought me over and introduced me to her husband, and that was fantastic talking with him. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what the next year holds and everything. And Definitely. so, I know. Yeah, I know. AFA and uh, Animation Nights New York. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Check it's it crazy. out if you're in New York. <laughs> That's Definitely. right. Yeah. Yeah, we actually, I should plug that. We have a screening coming up on Wednesday, July 13th is the next screening, and um, we've got a ton of RSVPs. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> we had, like, mm. probably over 300 people at the last event. Um, wow. I know, and we have this really, we're at this, we have a new home at um, 180 Maiden Lane um, in the South Street Seaport area, and um, it's got, you know, the indoor grass, and uh, beautiful. <laughs> there's, like, a cafe, there's food and wow. refreshments and beer and wine and um even a little coffee thing for you know people who want coffee and uh it's it's just great yeah people lounge about on the grass and then there are picnic tables and um the screen's really high and the freaking the projector is beautiful and um it's just great sounds a little bouncy but um it's honestly it's lovely it's just like it's like you know an outdoor um, experience with like really amazingly high quality films from animated short mm-hmm. films from around the world and um, it's just you know it's grown and grown um, because of 
again, just because of the art form of animation. Um, and that films keep coming in. I mean, we have, we're going to hit the 1800 mark soon. Um, yeah, I think we're at like 1780, um, as far as film submissions are concerned. And I'm about, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to say I'm only 10 behind. <laughs> I did my best yeah. to catch up. I tried, I I literally the day before I flew back, I just sat in my room, just basically just on my mom's iPad, just going through film freeway, trying to watch as many of the films as I could. <laughs> I don't know. Awesome. I don't know how well I did, Yvonne. I don't know how many I still had left because I know I already watched. It's that's good that you're doing that, and we have to talk about the um, all the specifics and official announcement and all that good stuff. We're gonna no. announce the do like the proper announcement of best of fest coming up in september end of september um <laughs> but i still the, have that marked on my calendar so i regardless uh, of whether or not we you know I'm, I'm still planning on coming for that beautiful beautiful yeah it, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool no matter what we actually ooh, yeah i can't announce it we actually got really good word today about um yeah <laughs> an, another um an animator who will probably be doing a presentation and um <laughs> and uh yeah anyway it's gonna be a really fun time but we are you allowed to talk about this right now or yeah not? Not, it's not quite confirmed but um but it's mostly con- it's like 95 percent confirmed um okay. <laughs> i just don't want you getting in trouble i know right i just hmm. on to loose lips um but anyway uh yeah it's 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 gonna be great but do, well, we have the i just got the list Actually, I'm really excited because I just got the final emails from the three judges. So um, after um, after later on today, I'm gonna um, look and, and actually like see who the filmmakers are for the best of fest, and um, it'll be the first time that I'll see the pick. But I'll share that with you guys offline, obviously. Ooh, but yeah, okay. so exciting to have um, you know animation for adults award. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> In one year, it all happened. <laughs> <laughs> We're on, you know, we're coming up on screening uh, number 11. You know, it'll be like a year. Yeah, it'll be a year for like for both uh, sibling <laughs> entities. <Thanks. laughs> it really wow. is. That's, it's, it's, it's not just a birthday for AFA in terms of mm-hmm. our podcast. It's also a birthday mm-hmm. for Animation Nights nice New York. So I yeah. just want to be the first to say, you know, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> And happy birthday for Annie. Because it is an amazing program, an amazing feature, and more and more people should go and see it. Because mm-hmm. I can tell just from the different, like, as many selections as I was able to see that have been entered into this <laughs> yeah. program thus far, all of them are yeah. so unique, so amazing, and so well done. It's just that. They need to be. They deserve to be seen by as many people as possible, and I'm so happy the part that Animation Nights New York is taking in order to do that. Yeah, I mean, aren't they incredible? I mean, they really are inspiring. It makes you just want to. It just makes you want to work hard in every aspect of your life. <laughs> I start seeing like, all my inner thoughts as animation. It's just like, mm-hmm. God, it's like I like want to draw so much now, but just like I might. I do not have the. I currently do not have the skill in which to back it up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. And um, one cool thing that um, mm-hmm. we're definitely doing um, for sure, just got confirmation on, is um, we're going to start um, Animation Nights New York rescreens, and um, so um, we'll start them up in in uh, Williamsburg, 
but we're going to start with program one. So, and it'll be free and, um, it's like a smaller venue too. So, um, we have, we, we're just going to do it really casual and sort of do it with word of mouth post around a little bit, but, um, cause we don't want it to be a mob scene there and, and just kind of like, it'll point to the main event and it won't be in co- competition, but, um, it'll give people, you know, again, more of a chance just to see the work cause it's just so good, you know, and, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, it just really, it really, really is. <laughs> yes, go on tour. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that would be amazing. Or like Alishka, the woman who um, did a program with us at the Check This Out program. There's mm. like, I feel like she's the only one that could get away yeah. with calling it that. <laughs> Check this out. It's so hilarious. But um, <laughs> I laugh so hard when she. So I'm like, that is really that's the title. <laughs> that's but, pretty um, awesome. It's really mm-hmm. awesome. But like she traveled around, um, she's traveled around the world showing that, like basically traveled around the world with a hard drive and and um, just shown it at different little venues. But for right now, we're just, I'm not going anywhere until after um, September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah. That's, that's our next goal. Yeah. September. <laughs> and then we'll see where things go from there. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The sky's <laughs> the limit. It's just like an animation, you know, same goes for animation nights and mm. afa it's we've yeah yeah and it's all animation for adults like that's the coolest thing like that's one thing it's funny and it goes mm-hmm. along with the um sort of segue is um you know people are always like you know it's interesting I, I i got a lot less of these emails than i anticipated honestly you know can i bring my kids or what age group is this for mm. you know family friendly and i'm always like well it depends on the kid uh it's not program for kids (laughs) like there's violence and nudity and uh (laughs) it's really things kids love mostly for yeah boobs and dough and (laughs) and death and uh you know but uh you know pretty graphic some pretty graphic (laughs) so i was just like you know it's uh up to you but um yeah definitely uh for adults so (laughs) And that's what this podcast, our website and our podcast is all about. So for those of you who have been following the podcast, either when it started or when you just, just picked it up along the way, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We, As you can clearly see, we love talking to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. It's always awesome that we get a chance to talk about all these different aspects of this amazing industry and that even more so that you all listen and enjoy it too so hopefully yeah that's a, that's a bonus yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> so again thank you so much for sticking with us for this year and for hopefully for years to come as mm-hmm. like I said the sky's the limit so again thanks for oh, yeah. listening in so far and should we just close out today's episode with uh, mm-hmm. our usual housekeeping, I should say. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Jill, where can we find you? As Shield Maiden on Twitter. Awesome. And mm-hmm. Yvonne, how about you? And I'm on Twitter at Eisner underscore Inc. <laughs> awesome. And as usual, you can find me on Twitter at Fail2Ninja. And if you want 
the latest in animation news, just go ahead and check out our site on animationforadults.com, and you can also look into more of our podcast episodes that we've done all 46 of them at this point yeah. uh, at um, on our website, also on iTunes, Stitcher, and podcast.com, and I believe those are the... Are there any other avenues we can find? I believe we were still looking into Google Play. It has been giving us quite a bit of trouble, but we are looking to find a way to fix that. So stay tuned for Mm -hmm. that. Everybody, take care. Happy birthday! Bye! Lisa, it's your birthday God bless you this day You gave me the gift of a little sister And I'm proud of you today Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa I wish you love and goodwill I wish you praise and joy I wish you better than your heart desires And your first kiss from a boy Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa Lisa, it's your birthday Happy birthday, Lisa That was the best way to close out. (laughs) Awesome.